Proverbs 18.22 says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth, obtaineth favor of the Lord. And I know I'm a little Southern and you're probably having to overlook a little bit of that. So I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Okay. Um, I hope, and I don't know you all, but I hope you're all saved. I hope you're all married to saved men. And I hope that after even the message tonight, we would want to be the good thing for our husband. I want to be my husband's good thing. As a pastor's wife, my husband ministers to so many. How many of you, your husbands are in ministry? Maybe not pastor, but ministry. Okay. We have the opportunity to minister to the one who ministers to many. And so I want to be his good thing. I want to make that man better. And I hope y'all feel like that. So many of you in here, and I'm a little intimidated, have a few more grayer hairs than me, which means you probably have been married longer than me. So y'all, you ladies help me. Okay. (laughs) Help make this a little uh, easier for me. I want to make him better. And so that's what I want to talk to us today. I'm a practical, very practical person. I want someone, a preacher or a a lady speaker to give me something that I can put in practice. So that's what I want to do. I want to give you five things. I have 37 minutes to give you five things. Okay, five ways that we can be our husband's good thing. Number one, praise him. Praise your husband. I have a quote from Elizabeth Elliot that says this. A wife, if she is very generous, may allow that her husband lives up to perhaps 80 percent of her expectations. There is always the other 20 percent that she would like to change. And she may chip away at it for the whole of their married married life without reducing it by very much. She may, on the other hand, simply decide to enjoy the 80% and both of them will be happy. And that's what I want to do. He's not perfect. And I'm not either. <laughs> so I want to look at that 80% that he might have right instead of trying to fix the 20% that he didn't have right. So we need to praise our husbands. How many of you like to be praised. I do. I'm sorry. I'm words of affirmation. Have you read five love languages? Yes. Yes. If you have not read five love languages, read the book, read the book, get your husband to read the book, take the test. I'm words of affirmation. So number one (laughs) is praise him. I don't come tell me tonight that I did a great job though, because now you know I'm words of affirmation, but praise your husband. We like to hear words of praise. We like to hear Honey, you look beautiful. Honey, you did a great job. That was a great meal. Do that for your husband. The Proverbs 31 lady, of course, and we go, because she was perfect. Um, I'm going to use a lot of her because she is the ideal lady that that God gave us in in the Bible to look at her life. Um, And verse 12 of that, Proverbs 31 says, she doeth him good and not evil all the days of her life. Um, And and the book of Proverbs tells us a lot about our words. Some 1,376 times the word word or words is used in the Bible. They're important. We know death, death and life are in the power of the words. We know um, that uh, Proverbs, let's look at that, 1225. Let's go to Proverbs 1225. If you have your Bible, I would like to read those. Proverbs 1225 says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. I like to hear good words. I'm sorry. I'm one of those. So, therefore... Our husbands will as well. How many of you know you're married to a man that is words of affirmation? Ooh, all the more important for you to get those words going. (laughs) We can speak death or life into people. Uh, Women are not the only ones that like to hear good words. Sometimes we do think that. Typically, it is a lady who likes to hear 
more about words than a man, but um, when was the last time you praised your husband publicly to his face? When was the last time you said something to him good, not negative? I'm more of, could be a little nitpicker. Um, when was the last time you praised your husband? What Some of the things we could say... Um, because maybe that's not your love language. And it is hard to speak the love language that you do not feel loved. It's, it's difficult. That is di- that's the whole premise of the book if you've not been acquainted with that. Maybe you can tell him he's the best. He did a great job. I tell my husband most every time before he preaches, you're my favorite. I'll slide it beside him. And we were getting on the elevator last night. I said, you're my favorite. I want him to hear that from me, especially as a preacher. I want him to hear that from me. I want him to hear that from all y'all and not have heard that from me. Um, Send him text. I'm guilty of this. I'm a texter. I like to text my friends. I like to text other pastors' wives. And I'm guilty of not texting my husband or my children just randomly like I might would a friend. So what about that? What about leaving him notes and cards? And some of you are going, that does not mean anything to me, but it might to him. It might to him. We've got to be the better half and not the benefactor. Um, This takes time. This takes thought. What a shame if I'll do it for others and not for him. Not for him. Make sure we're not tearing him down. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool uttereth all is mine. Make sure we're being careful with our words. We're careful, careful with our words around others, yet sometimes for our husbands or our children, maybe not as careful. Those we love, sometimes we take advantage of that. So number one is to praise him. Number two is to pay attention. Pay attention. You're like, pay attention to what? Pay attention to how you can be your husband's good thing. That's going to be different for probably every girl in here. Um, your, Your husband may love it if you mow the yard. My husband would love that acts of service. If I, if he came home and I, well, maybe not now, we have a, a yard that we have we have put sod down, and now we, you know, have a lot of stuff done to the yard. So he might be really offended if I mowed the yard now. But before this yard, he would have been very happy if I would have mowed the yard. Now he might be very upset if I mowed the yard. But we'll pay attention if we're going to be his good thing to the things that are important to him. So if praising words are important to him, pay attention to that. Uh, the, our Proverbs lady, our Proverbs 31 lady, verse 27 says, She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. I love it when people pay attention to things that are important to me. You get something for your birthday, and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. And you love that. You feel loved. Or uh, I don't know if y'all play Secret Sister or anything like that, if you've done that. You get something, you're like, oh, that makes me feel so loved. They gave me exactly what I wanted. They paid attention to details. I'm going to give you five. You've got four little stars there. Here, I'm going to give us just a few of things we need to pay attention to. Number, the first little asterisk is respect. Respect. Most men need our, their wives' respect. I found this little list of respect, a few things. Number one, be more concerned with your walk with the Lord rather than His. You're your man's wife, not his Holy Spirit. It is not my job to tell my husband um, spiritually when he's wrong. Um, I don't know if that's an issue here, but um, down south, that's the ladies like to play the Holy Spirit for their husbands, and that's a very dangerous place to be. If I trusted Christ to save my soul, 
then I can trust him to straighten out my husband if he needs to be straightened out. I'm glad for the head nods. Yes, thank you. Number two, continue to build him up rather than tear him down. You'll create a lot of peace in your home by doing this. Share your heart with him. These are ways he can feel respected. Become best friends. Ask him about his day. Take up a hobby with him. No, I never took up playing golf. I grew up playing softball, so I want to swing the golf club like a bat. So I never never took that hobby up. Um, become even better lovers. Put more effort into your role as a wife than your role as a mom. Remember, the marital relationship came before motherhood. And I would know some of you in here have little children be careful that he takes keeps number one place not number two to children and then some of you that have already raised your children your empty nesters you are going yes 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 make sure that that happens it's easy to nag condemn and criticize when you feel the tendency to speak like this instead do the opposite speak loving encouraging uplifting words into his life if you can't do this then just bite your tongue there have been many a times i've like felt the blood you know, <laughs> yeah, you never have to apologize for the words that you did not say. Number eight, forgive him like Christ has forgiven you. Keep the right perspective. Remember, you're a sinner too. I'm a sinner. The two of you are one, so if he's broken, hurting, insecure, guess what? You are too. Handle him with care. So respect your husband. Respect means to have a deep feeling of admiration. Does your husband know you admire him? I'll tell you what, there is a lady that Satan has placed that will do that if you don't. Um, Esteem him, regard him, honor, appreciate him. Your next little asterisk, some ways we can pay attention, is to listen to him. How many of you are talkers? The talker, yeah, I didn't. I should have sat on that backside and told my husband what to do. Instead, I tried to listen, and he didn't give me any directions on folding that paper. <laughs> so we should have reversed. I'm a talker, you can tell, but we need to listen, really listen, without interrupting. The average person listens for 17 seconds before they interrupt, and I am terrible because you'll go to say something, and I'm. I've already got it. I'm what I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to bust. I, I, your pastor's wife and I got to spend a little bit of time together, and I left, and I thought, Ricky Beth, you did a lot of talking, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I left, and I thought, I'm exhausted because I, I talked the whole time. <laughs> Is Google male or female? Female, because it doesn't let you finish the sentence before making a suggestion. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> and I'm talking to all of us. <laughs> yeah, so listen, really listen, especially if he's not a talker. If he does start to talk, we really better listen. Um, Proverbs 31.11 tells us that the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. Her husband trusted in her. We aren't the only ones who like to talk. Some men do, but if he doesn't, all the more reason to listen. And I don't like this. How many of you enjoy talking to someone while they're... While they're mm-hmm. I can't stand that. My husband knows. I'll be like starting to say something, and if he has his phone, I'll just stop. He'll be like, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm, that's fine. That's fine. But I need you to look at me. I just need you to look me in the face. Even he can really hear... Or pay, listen while and not look at me, but I still I want to see that. So listen to him. Your little third asterisk is to communicate because listen and communicate are two totally different things. I can listen, but I'm the kind of um, person I'm not going to fuss. 
I'm just going to shut down. Just, I'm not coming back at you. I'm not going to fight with you. I'll just stop. So don't pout, push back, or punish. Communicate. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Our Proverbs 31 lady, verse 26, says, She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Don't expect your husband to just know if something's wrong. If he did something, don't expect him just to know. Communicate. Work on expressing yourself. We work on the things that are important to us. We do. Whatever it is, um, we we make time for those things. So, And he, he touched on this briefly. He probably will say it again. I will say it. I may say it again tomorrow. Ask him how you can improve. If you get in the car tonight and go, okay, we do this regularly. Be ready. Have your big girl. <laughs> if you say, all right, honey. How can I? How many of you have been married over 25 years? Oh, don't look! You don't look. That's intimidating. But it still can improve. Yeah, yeah. So ask, ask him. All of us tonight, when you get in the car. All right. Those people, they were crazy from the south, but they said to ask each other how we can improve. Be ready for whatever he might say. And then if he gives you the chance. Be gracious. Don't rattle it off. You know, take the top one, like the glare. You already know the glaring one. Just take that one. Got to be gracious with him. He may give you a few and take them and, and, and okay, okay. But you just give him, just give him one. Okay. <laughs> so communication, um, when you have little children, it's hard to, I remember it's hard to just have conversation, just just five minutes. We started younger in our younger days of parenting. I would try to get up a little earlier before everybody else did, and we would just have coffee time. That's what we call it. And we still do that now. I'm like, are you staying for coffee? Because I slept a little late today. But that's seasonal, so it changes. It's easier when they're older, harder when they're younger. It's harder to beat them out of the bed. You think you're going to beat them out of the bed, and then you hear that one, and you're like, oh, no, go back to bed. Just 10 more minutes. Just go get back in your bed. Yes, I remember. So that's seasonal. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Read your Bible. Read extracurricular books. I said before um, that I wasn't raised um, like, like this. So being a biblical wife, I had and our pastor's wife, where we um, where, where we went after I got saved, was a very um, in the shadow lady. She wasn't out front. She didn't do a lot of, you know, discipleship or one on one or even teaching. So I began to look for myself. What do I? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I want this to be happy, and so I began to find books and 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 immerse myself there. So read. How many of you read before you had babies about things? I mean, you used to. When I started having babies, I read. I mean, like read, 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 read. And I'm so thankful I did. We had a sick baby born first. And so I'm thankful that I did. But And now we read whatever we want to. It's at our fingertips. We can read about, I mean, you name it. We can read about it. But what about reading something to help you spiritually outside of the Bible, yes, of course, the the best thing, and, and start there. But what about other things to help us? So communicate, communicate. And lastly, on pay attention is finances. Pay attention to finances. My goodness. You ladies that have been married 25 years or more, you've seen that. It may have even been in your own marriage. Finances has, and our marriage has been caused some issue uh, 
I don't want y'all to think we're perfect. He makes a lot of mistakes. Okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't know if I'm going to have the guts to do it. But I filled out a question. And I said, would you please tell us how great your wife is? So if he get, I don't know if your husband's going to give us, give them to us. Oh, we got to hold that one so that that one's like a surprise. Yes. So he can just tell how great I am. But finances, man, that's been a, that's been a sore spot for a lot of marriages. Pay attention. Um, talk about it. Agree about on it. Be fair about it. Make a budget. Uh, whatever works for you, but do it. Because this can be such a, uh, we can be his not good thing if finances becomes an issue. Number three, to be his good thing, we need to pray for him. Pray for him, not about him. <laughs> not about him, but for him. There's a difference, right? I've prayed about some people and I've prayed for some people. Let's pray for our husbands, not about him. Um, our Proverbs 31 lady, verse 27 says, She looketh well to the ways of her household. She's paying attention. She fears the Lord in verse 30. Uh, yeah, verse 30, I gave you that favors deceitful and beauteous vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. She was praying for her husband. If we would spend uh, more time working on us, we wouldn't be so concerned with fixing and straightening him. And that's the truth. Even if I get my eyes off, I'm hot, I'm sorry. Even if I get my eyes off um, on even someone else, maybe it's not even maritally related. And I think, well, what about so-and-so? They're getting on my nerves. Well, if I would worry about what Ricky Beth has got to get fixed, because it's a lot, I wouldn't worry about that. Ask him, what do you want you to pray about? Ask him, ask him, but then you've got to, Listen, and then you've got to remember, I'm 42. I'm starting to forget some things. This is my prayer book. So I have a li- So I'm very passionate about an organized prayer journal. So this is mine. And these little tabs represent different um, situations. Myself, my husband, my kids, some special requests I'm praying for, my friends, different pastor's wives that I pray for and your pastor's wife will go in there now because we just met my church and our church family and then I have different preachers that I pray for then I have a little section of things I like to keep up with that the Lord's answered have a place where you're keeping up with things that you can pray for your husband about not just hey Lord bless him and protect him today and give him a good day and go on what about his relationships with other people what about him as a father What about his friends? I want my husband to have sharp friends that are sharpening him. What about the wrong people protecting him from the wrong people? What about wise people? Um, So have a list. Ask him. Listen. Make a list. Maybe you don't have organized prayer yet, and that's fine. I mean, he... No, he did that today at the seniors thing on prayer. And then I opened up that little devotional book, and she even alludes to that in the preface about some some of the stuff that he mentioned today. I thought that was so sweet, and I won't get to see her. So would y'all tell her I really wanted to tell her thank you. Um, but listen if he tells you, and put him in a book, put him in a list form so that you can remember. And y'all probably looked at that and thought, how do you pray for that all every every day? Nope. It's sectioned out in days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This has helped me so much. Then make a list of things you're thankful for about him. Man, I am thankful. Let's see. I am thankful for a lot of things about Michael Poindexter. And we'll give you a few. He's forgiving. My husband is very forgiving. My husband keeps growing spiritually, and that challenges me. 
to not be stagnant as a Christian and just not be okay with where I am. He keeps the Lord first. And if your husband keeps the Lord first, then you're going to be in the next place, which is where we should be. He still dates me. That gets hard. Do y'all go through seasons of dating? I don't want y'all to think, y'all have always taken a date night. No, we have not. And we've been neglectful lately. We've been busy. But but make a list of things you're thankful for. Is your husband faithful? Thank the Lord for that. And thank him for it. Tell him. Number four, we're going to be his good thing. We're going to have to meet his physical needs. And I know this works both ways. So... 1 Corinthians verse seven, chapter 7, verse 3. says, Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto her husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud you not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not. For your incontinency. I don't know if he'll preach this here. I don't think he will. But he preached a message recently about not giving Satan a door in your home. And he did, he used this these verses as a springboard. It was not a message on intimacy, but it was about protecting your marriage. It was very good. And I don't know if he'll do it here. If he does act like you've not heard anything about it. <laughs> but in verse 5, this is the avenue, one of the avenues that Satan can tempt our marriage and wreck our marriages through somebody's physical needs not being met. Our, of course, Proverbs 31 lady Verse 27, she looketh well to the ways of her household. She's paying attention. Um, She's meeting needs of her home because verse 21 tells us she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She's paying attention to the needs. Her husband in verse 23 is known in the gates. So he's a promoted, confident man. And I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said about that. If your husband's needs physically be met, he is a promoted, confident man. If, If they're not then he's not. Proverbs 12, 4 says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. So we can either bring our husband's honor and dignity as an ornament that he would wear, or rottenness means a shameful disease that your husband tries to hide from his appearance. And we can be either of those things. I want to be a crown. I want to be a good thing. Our husband, I, and I know this is seasonal as well. I haven't got to menopause yet, but I might be heading quickly. <laughs> First Peter chapter 3, verse 7 does tell our husbands to dwell with the wife according to knowledge. Um, we change probably a little bit more physically than they do. But our husbands have needs, and if we won't meet them, I promise you, and you can take 1 Corinthians 7, 5, Satan will tempt. There's a lady that will. And there have been many homes wrecked because the wife would not meet the needs of their husband. And then the little girl who, the waitress or the lady at the gas station or whoever was there at the right time. Proverbs 7, the the opposite of the Proverbs 31 lady, the Proverbs 7 lady, verse 26 says, For she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Put him first, prefer him. 
course, intimacy, the highest and most intimate le- uh, level of expressing our love. We're only one because w- we can only be one with him. My husband can hire somebody to cook. He can hire somebody to clean. He can hire somebody to do his laundry, take, take care of my kids when they were small. But not here, not this way, without being in sin. If it's opposite and your physical needs are not being met, be open, talk about it, conversate about it, seek help. Don't suffer silently. As a pastor's wife, um, I have counseled women on both sides of this. So it is important. Do not neglect it. Um, And that's all I'm going to say, I think, about that. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you to flirt with your husband. Initiate it. (laughs) Um, Don't use your kids as an excuse. We've seen him. Our years of ministry. We've been there 17 years. We did plant the church. I didn't tell any of that. My husband did plant the church. We've been there 17 years. And that has flown by. I had three children then. Pregnant with the fourth. And that has gone by. But don't use your kids. We've seen that. My husband will say, we've seen wives use their kids as a shield. You know, get back. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't use your kids as an as a, an excuse um, how many of you are able to stay home with your children now? You stay home with your kids. That is so tiresome, and I did it, and it is wonderful, but it is tiresome. But you need to save some energy for your husband when he comes home from work. Take a nap. Make your kids rest. We even rested when they didn't sleep. I made them rest. Save some energy for your kids. Rest during the day. Have bedtimes. Put your kids to bed. Put them to bed. Make them go to bed at 9 o'clock or 8.30 or 8 o'clock or 7.30 or 7. Make them go to bed so that you don't, every night, you're going to fall into the bed some nights and be like, I'm so tired, I can't even move. And, you know, I know, but it doesn't have to be every night. Every night doesn't have to be a headache. Have a headache tonight. Um, be careful. And I understand roles can reverse. So I'm speaking more to that. Um, men are like microwaves. Women are like crock pots. And then we're like, cut up low. It takes all day to cook that food. <laughs> so I understand. But initiate, ponder, plan. If a lady flirts with my husband, I want him to chuckle and laugh her off because he is so fulfilled. Pray about this if it's an issue. Seek help. Luke one thirty seven. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Number five, if you want to be his good thing, and I want to be my husband's good thing, be his partner. We're doing life together. Proverbs thirty one twenty three says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And we know, we know she did so much. She sold real estate. She sewed. I can't sew. I can't even sew a button. I can't sew a button, but don't look behind because it'll have like this big mound of thread. The button will be on and it will be secure, but back here it's going to have like this. She could do it all. They were partners. Happy wife, happy wife, happy life is destroying many marriages. It should be happy spouse, happy house. Because a good marriage consists of two better halves or two happy people. Proverbs 31 was a partner. Eve was Adam's partner. Aquila and Priscilla were partners. Noah and his wife were partners. We're in this together, working together together for the betterment of the family side by side. If you're in ministry together, find out where you can serve and help. We had a discussion today when my husband first started the church. Um, we couldn't, We didn't have a piano player. 
So he put me in piano lessons at 25 years old with three little children and pregnant with number four. And I have no musical ability. That's why we're like, go see. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So he put me in piano lessons and I played just for the time being until someone else could play. But in ministry, find out where we can serve, where we can be partners. If you're a stay-at-home mom, um, I'm going to say this, and it worked for us. Um, don't expect a lot of help when he gets home. My husband worked long hours before pastoring. <laughs> pastoring worked all the time, but when he worked secular work, he didn't come home, and and I didn't make him feel like he had to help me. He had to give baths, or he had to do this. If he volunteered, it was wonderful break. But if you do stay at home, don't expect or make him feel guilty he's worked. We have worked, and I understand that. But normally our work is not eight hours of on your feet, one thing to the next. There's there's some downtime with children, or there should be some downtime. Your kids take naps. They can play independently. Um but be a partner and don't expect that. Um, if he works outside of the home, if you work outside of the home, he works outside of the home. I hope, I hope he pitches in when he gets home. I know families that that is the case and that helps tremendously. But we're partners. We're in this together. Um, so maybe that can be some things that we may have to talk about a little bit. Maybe you stay at home and he wants to help and you don't know where to. Maybe you can say, oh. Yeah, you can give baths on Tuesday and Thursday nights. That would be wonderful. Or you can help clean up the dishes after supper. That would be wonderful. Or if he works outside the home and you do too and he doesn't help and that's very big to you, that might be the thing on your list that if he asks, you're going to, that is it. We both work outside the home and we come home and I have to cook and clean and bathe and homework. And yeah, that would be very difficult if that were me. I had to work outside of the home for just a little tiny season um, in the last several years, it was like 2019. I had to work outside the home for just a few months, and that was like changed my life. <laughs> um, and I was very thankful for his help. And my kids were older, so they could do a lot. But be partners. You're in this together. I want to be his good thing. I want to be his partner. I want to do whatever I can to help him and make him better. I want him to be a better person because I'm helping him be better so we can praise him we can pay attention to things that are important to him and I know you're like well you can't be for things that aren't important to my husband but you know what's important to him pay attention pray for him not about him meet his physical needs if your physical needs are not being met communicate about that and then be his partner work in this together I want to make him better I hope I hope there are however many women in here there are that many men out there that when we walk out here today tonight we're going to say i want to make him better and i'm going to ask him tonight all right they said a lot of crazy things but how can i make you better how can i be your good thing if there were one thing i could change that you could change about me what would it be and then listen don't interrupt don't be like google don't interrupt listen and then do your best pray and ask the lord maybe you go oh I didn't realize that I did that. Or I'm sure there have been times in our marriage, if he were honest, where I've been the benefactor, where I was trying to figure out what, how I could make it work for me or make it better. Ask him. My husband, we, we both have had some hard conversations where we have said, okay, this, we need to improve this. And be, 
I want to be teachable. When I've been married 30 years and some little young girl comes in and wants to talk about marriage, I want to, I want to be the kind of lady that could sit there and go, wow, she's right. I need to, I need to, I need to work on that. I let that slip a few years ago or I never did that. And I want to be better for him. I want to move towards holiness and I can do that through serving my husband. Sign me up because he's easy. He's an easy taskmaster. <laughs> he's an easy man to be married to. So I'm going to close with that. I want to be his good thing. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact us, please write us at P.O. Box 126-541, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, 17112. And visit our website at www.svbcpa.org. Until next time.